section number a hundred and ten of italy france spain and portugal this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. recording by linda marie nielsen vancouver b c the world story volume five italy france spain and portugal edited by eva march tappan section a hundred and ten the abdication of charles fifteen fifty six by william h prescott joanna daughter of ferdinand and isabella married philip son of the emperor maximilian of germany philip died and joanna became insane their son charles i was then heir through his mother to the whole spanish peninsula except portugal to the kingdom of naples which ferdinand had conquered and to vast possessions in the new world through his father he was ruler of the netherlands when he was nineteen maximilian died both charles and francis i of france wished to be chosen emperor of germany charles was a successful candidate he was therefore charles i of spain but charles v of germany between him and the disappointed francis there was continual warfare in fifteen fifty six after charles had been on the throne for thirty-seven years he decided to spend the rest of his life in a monastery the editor preparations were then made for conducting the ceremony of abdication with all the pomp and solemnity suited to so august an occasion the great hall of the royal palace of brussels was selected for the scene of it the walls of the spacious apartment were hung with tapestry and the floor was covered with rich carpeting a scaffold was erected at one end of the room to the height of six or seven steps on it was placed a throne or chair of state for the emperor with other seats for philip and the great flemish lords who were to attend the person of their sovereign above the throne was suspended a gorgeous canopy on which were emblazoned the arms of the ducal house of burgundy in front of the scaffolding accommodations were provided for the deputies of the provinces who were to be seated on benches arranged according to their respective rights of precedence on the twenty fifth of october the day fixed for the ceremony charles v executed an instrument by which he ceded to his son the sovereignty of flanders mass was then performed and the emperor accompanied by philip and a numerous retinue proceeded in state to the great hall where the deputies were already assembled charles was at this time in the fifty-sixth year of his age his form was slightly bent but it was by disease more than by time 
and on his countenance might be traced the marks of anxiety and rough exposure yet it still wore that majesty of expression so conspicuous in his portraits by the inimitable pencil of titan his hair once of a light colour approaching to yellow had begun to turn before he was forty and as well as his beard was now grey his forehead was broad and expansive his nose aquiline his blue eyes and fair complexion intimated his teutonic descent the only feature in his countenance decidedly bad was his lower jaw protruding with its thick heavy lip so characteristic of the physiognomies of the austrian dynasty in stature he was about the middle height his limbs were strongly knit and once well formed though now the extremities were sadly distorted by disease the emperor leaned for support on a staff with one hand while with the other he rested on the arm of william of orange who then young was destined at a later day to become the most formidable enemy of his house the brave demeanour of charles was rendered still more impressive by his dress for he was in mourning for his mother and the sable hue of his attire was relieved only by a single ornament the superb collar of the golden fleece which hung from his neck behind the emperor came philip the heir of his vast dominions he was of a middle height of much the same proportions as his father whom he resembled also in his lineaments except that those of the son wore a more sombre and perhaps a sinister expression while there was a reserve in his manner in spite of his efforts to the contrary as if he would shroud his thoughts from observation the magnificence of his dress corresponded with his royal station and formed a contrast to that of his father who was quitting the pomp and grandeur of the world on which the son was about to enter next to philip came mary the emperor's sister formerly queen of hungary she had filled the post of regent of the low countries for nearly twenty years and now welcomed the hour when she was to resign the burden of sovereignty to her nephew and withdraw like her imperial brother into private life another sister of charles eleanor widow of the french king francis i also took part in the ceremonies previous to her departure for spain whither she was to accompany the emperor after these members of the imperial family came the nobility of the netherlands the knights of the golden fleece the royal councillors and the great officers of the household all splendidly attired in their robes of state and proudly displaying the insignia of their orders when the emperor had mounted his throne with philip on his right hand the regent mary on his left 
and the rest of his retinue disposed along the seats prepared for them on the platform the president of the council of flanders addressed the assembly he briefly explained the object for which they had been summoned and the motives which had induced their master to abdicate the throne and he concluded by requiring them in their sovereign's name to transfer their allegiance from himself to philip his son and rightful heir after a pause charles rose to address a few parting words to his subjects he stood with apparent difficulty and rested his right hand on the shoulder of the prince of orange intimating by this preference on so distinguished an occasion the high favor in which he held the young nobleman in the other hand he held a paper containing some hints for his discourse and occasionally cast his eyes upon it to refresh his memory he spoke in the french language in this last address to his people charles reviewed briefly the history of his reign and begged for the forgiveness of any of his subjects whom he might have unintentionally injured while the emperor was speaking a breathless silence pervaded the whole audience charles had ever been dear to the people of the netherlands the land of his birth they took a national pride in his achievements and felt that his glory reflected a peculiar lustre on themselves as they now gazed for the last time on that revered form and listened to the parting admonitions from his lips they were deeply affected and not a dry eye was to be seen in the assembly after a short interval charles turning to philip who in an attitude of deep respect stood awaiting his commands thus addressed him if the vast possessions which are now bestowed upon you had come by inheritance there would be abundant cause for gratitude how much more when they come as a free gift in the lifetime of your father but however large the debt i shall consider it all repaid if you only discharge your duty to your subjects so rule over them that men shall commend and not censure me for the part i am now acting go on as you have begun fear god live justly respect the laws above all cherish the interests of religion and may the almighty bless you with a son to whom when old and stricken with disease you may be able to resign your kingdom with the same good will with which i now resign mine to you as he ceased philip much affected would have thrown himself at his father's feet assuring him of his intention to do all in his power to merit such goodness but charles raising his son tenderly embraced him while the tears flowed fast down his cheeks every one even the most stoical was touched by this affecting scene and nothing 
says one who was present was to be heard throughout the hall but sobs and ill-suppressed moans charles exhausted by his efforts and deadly pale sank back upon his seat while with feeble accents he exclaimed as he gazed on his people god bless you god bless you end of section a hundred and ten this recording is in the public domain